The Rugby World Cup semifinals are in the books, and it's grand final weekend in the NPC and opening weekend in the URC. Let's get to it. Hey everybody and welcome to Season 3, Episode 11 of The Rugby Report, your weekly recap and preview podcast of all things rugby. My name is Dwayne Burkhardt and in this episode, it was semi-final weekend in France where the 2023 Rugby World Cup almost included a stunning upset. Meanwhile, down in New Zealand, an NPC champion was crowned in Taranaki and you'd better believe it. And finally, it was week two in the Premiership and week one in the URC. But first, the World Cup. The weekend began when the Argentinian Pumas faced off against the New Zealand All Blacks. The Pumas came into this game after a late comeback win over Wales in the quarterfinals, while the All Blacks entered the game after winning perhaps the greatest quarterfinal match in Rugby World Cup history against a previously top-ranked Ireland. Would the Pumas' stamina and determination rule again? Or would the focus and relentless pressure of the All Blacks win the day? It was the second one. Folks, I'm a big fan of Argentina, and they have come a very, very long way in international rugby over the last decade. But in this game, from the start, they just weren't in it. Silly penalties and missed opportunities dominated their first half, while the All Blacks consistently and methodically moved the ball and seemed to score almost at will. And it was 20-6 All Blacks at the half. The All Blacks continued to score easily in the second half as Will Jordan became just the third player in RWC history to score three tries in a semifinal match. But what was truly impressive for about the fourth week in a row, was the simply relentless, ironclad defense of New Zealand. Argentina never crossed the try line all day. And in fact, they only threatened to do so a couple of times. The All Blacks have rarely looked this resolute, this determined on defense, and they continued to simply refuse to yield in this game. The full-time score was Argentina 6, New Zealand, 44. Next up, England, a team that pretty much everyone wrote off just a few weeks ago, found themselves in a semi-final match against the defending world champion South African Springboks. And England was not just in this game, they were really in it. In fact, for the vast bulk of this game of footy, and this game was dominated by the footies of the players, and the kicking footies in particular, England frustrated the bejeebies out of the Springboks, controlling the pace of the game and taking a frankly kind of shocking 12-6 lead into the break. And in the second half, England began by extending their lead courtesy of a just plain insane drop goal by England fly half Owen Farrell. And late in the game, it really did begin to look like we were in the process of watching one of the biggest upsets in this year's Rugby World Cup. But with 12 minutes to play, back came the box. First, an impressive drive ended with the first and only try of the game, which closed the gap to just two points, 15-13 England. But then, Andre Pollard hit a roughly 50-meter penalty kick giving South Africa a scant one-point lead with only a few minutes to play. 
England drove the field in those final minutes, but the wet and wild conditions that had seemed to help them for the majority of the game finally caught up to them, and a knock on an extra time sealed their fate. And for the second week in a row, the South African Springboks escape with a one-point win and advance to the 2023 Rugby World Cup Grand Final. That Grand Final will take place next Saturday, October 28th, and will feature New Zealand and South Africa, the only two nations to win three World Cups each. One of them will win their fourth. By making the final, New Zealand also becomes the first nation to make it to five RWC Grand Finals. But the South African Springboks are the defending world champions, and these two teams know each other better than perhaps any other two teams in the world. This game looks to be the biggest, the best, the most evenly matched, and the most anticipated RWC final in years. And I think everyone will need oxygen for this one. Also next weekend will be the third place match between Argentina and England. And while that game may lack the hype and anticipation of the grand final, I will watch that game with great interest as well, because those two teams appear to be very well matched right now. And that could also be an amazing game. Moving down to New Zealand now, the Taranaki Bulls hosted the Hawks Bay Magpies in the NPC Grand Final. It was a flat-out gorgeous afternoon in Taranaki, and Yarrow Stadium was packed to see the hometown Incredibles take on the Magpies, who were appearing in their first-ever Grand Final. The Bulls started off on a tear, scoring their first try in less than 90 seconds and pushing the Bulls out to a 7-0 lead. A second try in the 11th minute made it 12-0, but the Magpies then drove the field and looked to score when Wyseki's younger brother, Kenny Naholo, made a brilliant try-saving tackle. The Magpies were not deterred and eventually pounded their way back into the game, making it 12-7 and then, with just minutes left before the half, crossing the try line again and taking their first lead, 14-12. But a penalty at the buzzer allowed the Bulls to kick their way back into a very narrow lead and it was the Bulls who led it 15-14 at the break. In the second half, well... It was the kind of war that you would expect and hope for in a championship game. Taranaki again started the scoring with a brilliant drive that was capped off by an Adam Lennox score in the 49th minute, and it was 22-14 Taranaki. But the Magpies, a team that is no stranger to adversity, a team that won more games on the road this year than any other, would not go away. They drove all the way back down the field, scored, and it was 22-19. And from there, it was just a knockdown, drag-out fight between these teams. Both teams had their chances, and there were moments of elation and heartbreak on both sides multiple times as the last minutes ticked away. But with 20 seconds to play, the Magpies had a scrum feed and a chance to tie or win the game. But that was when the unbelievables, 
the formerly unpredictables turned incredibles finished their remarkable and previously inconceivable season and made believers out of everyone. They overwhelmed the Magpies in the scrum, took the ball away, kicked it into touch, and the Taranaki Bulls became the 2023 NPC champions. The Hawks Bay Magpies have finished their Cinderella season just one dance short of their goal. But I genuinely doubt that there is a single person in the Bay Area who will look back on this game or look back on their season with anything but pride and gratitude for what the team accomplished this year. They may have lost the championship game, but the Magpies still hold the Ranfurly Shield all summer long, and I can't wait to see them take the field again in 2024. Well done, Magpies. See you next year. Let's hop back up to Europe now and have a quick look at Week 2 in the Premiership. On Friday, Gloucester beat Newcastle 18-14, then yesterday, Bath took down the Saracens 25-16, while Bristol beat Northampton 33-27, and Sale defeated Leicester 24-17. Finally, earlier today, the Harlequins took down the Exeter Chiefs 22-14. Finally, it was week one in the URC, and frankly, there were some pretty surprising results. As I predicted, Ulster began their season with a victory over Zebra. But if you had told me that Ulster would only win this game by four and that the full-time score would be 40-36, to well, let's just say you would have won a drink off of me. As I predicted, Connacht also began with a victory, taking down the Ospreys 34-26, to and there was great joy in my youngest daughter's household as Edinburgh started its season with a big win over the Dragons 22-17, to Unbelievably, I got my fourth prediction in a row right as the DHL Stormers did in fact go into Joburg and edge out the Lions. The full-time score there was just 35-33 to the Stormers. But my luck ran out in Cardiff, where my beloved Cardiff Blues fell to Benetton of all teams at home on opening day by just one point. The full-time score there was 23-22 Benetton. Finally yesterday, Munster did beat the Sharks, and that game was not as close as I thought it might be, as the Munster men won handily 34-21. Earlier today, it was the blowout of the week, as the Pretoria Bulls simply crushed the Scarlets 63-21, and that definitely earns them an ouch from me. And finally, in the shocker of the weekend... The Glasgow Warriors told me where I could stick my prediction as they emphatically upset last year's table toppers in Leinster. The full-time score there, 43-25 Glasgow. For those keeping track, that puts me at 6-2 for the week in the URC. Looking ahead to week two now, I predict that the Ospreys will rebound at home and beat Zebra, but watch out because I also think that game could go either way. Connacht will stay at home and face the Warriors, and while Connacht remains my favorite Irish side, the Warriors impressed the hell out of me in Week 1, and I think they will go to 2-0 on the road this week, and they will beat Connacht. Next up, the Stormers will welcome the Scarlets to South Africa, most likely by pummeling them into the ground, 
Stormers win there, while Leinster will rebound at home against the Sharks, who will then fall to 0-2. Finally on Saturday, Edinburgh will host the Joburg Lions, and while I have respect for the Lions and know that they will be unhappy after their narrow loss in their home opener, for hopefully obvious family reasons, I cannot pick against Edinburgh, and I predict that the bagpipes will be blowing in the capital as the Lions will fall to 0-2. Finally, on Sunday, the surprising and upstart 1-0 Benetton team will return home to face Munster, where I predict the Munster men will bring them back to reality. However, if I'm wrong and Benetton does go to 2-0, then we may need to stop and have a much closer look at this Benetton team and what they may be capable of this season. Next, the Dragons will host the Cardiff Blues in a game where, well, someone has to win. And I'm picking Cardiff. Completely out of loyalty. And then finally, the weekend will end with a huge early season matchup when Ulster hosts the Bulls. And that is a hard game to predict. But I'm actually going with the Bulls on the road to improve to 2-0. And once again, folks, that is all the more time we have for Season 3, Episode 11 of The Rugby Report. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and tell all of your rugby friends about our show. Until next time, I need to formally announce that I will not be participating in the Paris Marathon next spring. For those who don't know, I also did not participate in the marathon last year, or the year before that, or the year before that. And that, if you haven't guessed, is a running joke. See you next time. This episode of The Rugby Report is the 2023 copyrighted property of Narratives, LLC. It is intended for the free, private, and non-commercial use of its listeners only, and may not be rebroadcast or retransmitted either in whole or part, without written permission. Please email info at narrativesllc.com for more information.